Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, Numbers chapter 27, and if I were to title this something, it would be Passing the Torch. This is an amazing chapter because we get to see the torch pass from one generation to the next. We're going to get to see how you know, God is no respecter of persons, and, and I hate this idea that people see the Old Testament as like anti-woman or something like that. Like It's, it's just ridiculous. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but then also how Joshua, the faithful like understudy of Moses is finally elevated to leadership. So it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get into it. But before we do that, as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like the video, you subscribe to our channel. And also, I'd love for you to do me a favor. Go to my blog, brandoncannon.com, and there's a place there where you can subscribe to a weekly newsletter that I put out. And what it is, just resources that I come across as I'm constantly studying things, preparing things. I just want to share with you some things that the Lord is showing me, just just resources that's out there. I mean, the more we dig, the more we find. And as I dig and as I find, I want to share it with you. And then my hope is, is that as you dig and as you find, share with me. That's how we do this. You can also go to Facebook and go to our Facebook group, type in Bible Breakdown Discussion. And I want to know how you are engaging with this text. Because once again, the more we dig, the more we find. Now, I want to jump into this, Numbers chapter 27. What we've got is we've got two different sections. The first section is about this, this lady, and we're going to really guess at her name. We're going to call her Zelophehad. Now, I have no idea if that's how you actually say her name. We're going to call her Zelophehad, and it's going to be close enough. And what's happening is, is there's a situation where she's wanting to know if she can still get some land that she was supposed to have when normally it would pass from father to son, father to son. And this is really important because there is this misconception that the Old Testament was only for men, that women, whatever. And here's the thing. There's a lot of places in the law, which is the first five books of Moses, where God's word actually gives dignity and rights and honor to women that just did not exist in the ancient society and culture. And so women were given more dignity in the nation of Israel than any other surrounding area. And so it is amazing what God's word does. But then also, sorry, there's a big old ding happening right there. I don't know if you heard that, but we're going to keep on going. If it dings again, maybe something will explode. I don't know. But then we get to see how Joshua is elevated to this place of authority. So before anything else dings, let's read this together. If you got your NLT Bible open with you, Numbers chapter 27, let's read, starting verse 1, says this. One day a petition was presented by the daughters of Zelophehad, Mahala, Noah, Hogla, Melka, and Zerah. The father, Zelophehad, sorry, that's the father's name, was a descendant of Hefer, son of Gilead, the son of Mikar, the son of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. These women stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, and the tribal leaders and the entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers who rebelled against the Lord. He died because of his own sin, but he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from his clan just because he had no sons? Give us property along with the rest of our relatives. So Moses brought these cases before the Lord, and the Lord replied to Moses, The claim of the daughters of Zelophehad is legitimate. 
you must give them a grant of land along with their father's relatives. Assign them the property that they would have been given to their father and give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If a man dies and has no son, then give his inheritance to his daughters. And if he has no daughter either, transfer his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. But if his father has no brothers, poor state of affairs, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan. This is a legal requirement for his people for the people of Israel, just as the Lord commanded Moses. So once again, this is just crazy that God would tell them, hey, look, give it to the ladies. This is amazing. This is awesome. And it just flies in the face of all of these woke ideologies that says that God doesn't care about ladies. Quite the opposite. It's not that at all. So make sure you read God's word for yourself before you believe anything weird that's out there. Okay, here we go. I love this part. Verse 12 says this. One day, the Lord said to Moses, Climb one of the mountains east of the river and look out over the land that I have given the people of Israel. After you have seen it, you will die like your brother Aaron, for you both rebelled against my instructions in the wilderness of Zin. When the people of Israel rebelled, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to them at the waters. These were the waters of Mirabah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Sin. So pause for a moment. So Moses wasn't able to go into the promised land, but he was able to see it. He was able to look out and to see the rich and fertile land that they were going to inherit and they were going to take over. So it's a bittersweet moment for Moses. He's not going to be able to take it over, but he is able to see it. Then it finishes up, verse 15. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as a leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and who will lead them into battle. So the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. And then the Lord replied, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eleazar the priest before the whole community and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him so the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction uh, from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eleazar the priest, who will use the, the Hurim, one of the sacred lies cast before the Lord, and determine his will. This is how Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will determine everything they should do. So Moses did as the Lord commanded, and he presented Joshua to Eleazar the priest and the whole community. Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to lead the people, just as the Lord had commanded through Moses. So what's happening is, is the transition is almost complete. It's almost time for Joshua to take over. Now, there's still some adventures left to happen before we get to the book of Deuteronomy. We still got a few chapters, but this is where the transition is occurring. And so I want to tell you about one interesting thing real quick. Do you notice how it says in verse 21, it says, who will use the, the Hurim, which is a sacred lot cast before the Lord. So one of the things that they would do is you notice how God's word is very specific on what you're supposed to do here and here and here. But there's still some things that would kind of fall through the cracks. Some very specific nuances that weren't laid out in the very specific letter of the law. And in those situations, what they would do is tucked within the high priest's garments behind the breastplate would be these lots. It was Hurim and Thummim. And what it was was two different lots, almost like dice that they would cast. And they would cast it. And they would trust that when they cast those lots, that the Lord would determine where they fail, they would then they would know the will of God. So it would be almost like, you know, if it lands on one and three, the answer is yes. If it lands on two and four, the answer is no. Something like that. It's much, much more 
sophisticated than that, but that's a, an idea behind it. Because if you remember, they didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside them to lead them into all righteousness, to lead them with the peace of God. They didn't, they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. And as a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, the Bible actually says, because once again, they still didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them, that when they tried to figure out who was going to be the next uh, apostle to take Judah's place, that they cast lots to determine who that was going to be. So all the way up until the Holy Spirit descended, they were still casting lots to figure out the very specific nuances of God's Word. But isn't it amazing? After Acts chapter 2, there's never another place where we see that the Urim and Thummim was ever used because now we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, leading us, guiding us, and directing us along the way. And so remember, the whole book of Numbers is all about learning to trust the Lord. And that's what they're doing. And now the nation of Israel is about to move over into the promised land. And God is saying, I'm going to put the spirit of God that I have on you, Moses, the, the authority. I'm going to transfer it to Joshua. And if he ever comes across something, he doesn't know what to do. Stand before me, cast lots, and I will tell him which way to go. And isn't it so amazing? that now we can trust the Lord, not because we have to roll the dice. We don't roll the dice in the kingdom of God, but instead we trust the Holy Spirit and he always leads us into every situation as he passes the torch from one generation to the next. Let me pray for us and we'll be done for today. Father, thank you so much. Dear Lord, you are not just for us, but you're for us and our children and our children's children. All generations can see your glory. And Lord, I pray that within our generation, we'll see your glory. We'll see you, Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us into all things. And help us, Lord, to trust you more and more every day. Because we don't have to cast lots anymore. But we can walk in the Spirit and we can know your will for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 6. 28.